One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, what up, guys? This is Victoria, the Outdoor King, and I'm about to have a good time with Timmy's side. On Tea with Tay. Hello, hello. This is a fresh episode of Tea with Tay. Um, as you know, this episode is probably sponsored by my faves, Lipton. And today I have a superstar in the building. He's a singer, songwriter, rapper, Victoni. Please put your hands together for my guests. Hello, superstar. Hello. I've been waiting for you. Is this how we'd be waiting for superstars now? Vex, man. It's Lagos. What's happening? Limit on Lagos. What's happening with you later? I already told you what happened now. Tell the camera. No, no, no. You don't need to know. Just give it to me. I mean, it's good to have you. Um, I'm a fan. I mean, I listen to your songs. and I knew that I would want to sit down with you. Yeah. What's your favorite Victoria song? Oh, power. I mean, I God forgive me. You know I'm a Jesus boy, but... I have... Victoria said it. I have... I have, I mean, I have songs. Yeah, I so like Apollo. Um, I like uh, Holy Father. Okay, 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 fair. Um, yeah, then Soweto is an all-time favorite. Yeah, I think course. Soweto will go down in history as a classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so big ups on that. Okay, let's get into it. You know, because I'm a fan, I know Vic Tony, but I don't know who Anthony Ibuka is. Mm-hmm. That's, your, that's your real name. Yeah. Yeah. So who 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 would you say Anthony Ibuka Victor is? Well, Anthony Ibuka Victor is that kid that you know grew up in Lagos, started music uh 2017 professionally. But prior to then, I've been doing like freestyles, SoundCloud covers, and all that. Then uh, but I t- I took music seriously when. I got to the uni because that's when I had, like, the chance to, like, explore. You know, when I was in secondary school, I didn't have the time or, you know, have an opportunity to mm. go to a studio and try out something. So, I mean, there was Instagram and that's what, like, I was doing at the time. Uh, but um, I went to uni. I, I could use my, my feeding money for, like, studio time and stuff like that. So, yeah. You did that? I said, yeah, of course. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Because obviously my mom would give me money like to go to the studio now. I mean, she didn't like she didn't have a problem with it, but it was like school first. 
at the time. So yeah, I started doing music and you know here today. So yeah. Is that is this who Ibuka is? Uh off the top, I don't I don't really know what to say about myself until you like kinda of like ask me questions. Yeah, right. That's what I mm. yeah. Okay, so you know, um you know as adults or whoever we are, like there's certain influences that, you know, make us who we are, the factors that come into play. I mean to to even be Victorian, there's so many factors that came into play for you yeah. to be this person now. Yeah. And I'm curious, what are those factors for you? Like tell me what was growing up like for you? Uh growing up was like really interesting. I mean, thinking about it now, mm-hmm. living like a different life, uh makes me appreciate, you know, everything I went through growing up. Like it was not so easy, uh, you know, staying in Iba housing estates and later moving on to like Iano school. You lived in there. Iba. Yeah. The Iba that is before like Ianoba. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that yesterday. You knew there. Uh, I didn't know that. When I first come to Lagos, I did say Egbeda for go one. Are you serious? I say go one. I say go one for like six months. So you get one of my friends that time for you. Like she did stay by estate. But I didn't know that it was that far. She said my come visitor from Mini Lag. Because I don't know. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. Like I don't buy it. <laughs> or more. I took like four or five buses that day. Yeah, from it's that far to Egbeda, as I enter Egbeda, I can't carry on that bus. So they go like the Shenyo somewhere. Yeah, when I reached there, I almost insulted the guests. You know, <laughs> you could have just met me in school. I don't even like to say Iba Iba housing estate because like a lot of people don't know there. So mm. I'd rather just say, oh, before Festac. Yeah, but like a lot of people know Festac, and that's like where they know you understand, yeah. but they don't know Yanoba, they don't know that side of Lagos. So, but that's where I grew up. That's where you I, grew up there. Yeah, I grew up there. You I went like to you grew up in Ikoi, but eh? okay. Tell me about growing up in Iba. Ha. It was. It, I mean, man, everything, everything you hear about Iba is like true. Like the insecurity, cultism, really, robbery. You know, it was crazy growing up there. Trust me. So, I mean, you have to have like a certain level of orientation to like you know to survive there, so you won't be. <clears throat> So you won't be like taken as a softy. You mm. feel me? Say, but yeah. deep down you're a softy. Deep down. Mm. Nah, nah. Forget, you, forget what this feels. You, know, like. <laughs> you, you they give me like you know those children we say, yes, we live here, but our parents will guard us. Like you, you give me that type of energy, like your parents guarded you. Should no, be some, a lot no, of... I had to learn. Like at some mm-hmm. point, like my my parents were, weren't even like around. I mean, something like. Things were like pretty rough, so right. my mom had to go to like Uri to work, and okay. my dad like was working in Ghana at the time, so it was just me like secondary school, like from SS one to like SS three. So I had to learn. So who were you like, living myself. with at the time? I used to stay alone, and sometimes my sister would would come back in secondary stay. school. Yeah, like you so, didn't have any external extended family that could come around and stay. Nah, I didn't. I didn't want that. I mean, my parents would tell me to go to. A family friend's place and stay, mm. but I rather just stay in the. How old were you then? I was like fifteen or fourteen or something. A fifteen or fourteen year old is living alone. Yeah, because like my dad house. told me, he left his like growing up, he left like his home like twelve or something, you know. So my dad, my dad's story like really inspired me because mm. like my dad had like a very rough life to, you know, like 
he he sold drugs like at 16, went to prison, you know, came out. So all that stuff like kind of like just, I mean, at mm. 15, 14, I really told myself like, you know, be small picking again, do you understand? Right, so right. I started thinking like differently. Right. So yeah, but growing up in it was it was a lot, you know. It was yeah. it was really like a lot. Um, going to school around that area too. You used to hear about all the secondary school fights, like government school, all Wait, that. Like I, I was a part of it, but I mean, I experienced it. You know, like I had a cousin who was like stabbed, like at the time in secondary school, like with all that fighting. I mean, they were fighting with a government school. I think I forgot it, but yeah. Like so, we expressed it was close to me, but I wasn't involved, right? So which secondary school did you go to? It's Milbank, Milbank Hall. Around that yeah, end. it's like really close to Lasso. Mm. It's like really close to Lasso. So it's rough. It's pretty rough too. I mean, it calmed down when I like my set, but I mean, people before me were like really rough. Like yeah, but you know what? You didn't see the boss my brain. <laughs> you don't give me. Like you, like you know, I. Some people we don't go through that kind. You can know how they did. Yeah. You, they give me soft and gentle <laughs> vibes, like. Oh, yeah, because wow. like you don't have to. I just left all that PB behind. Was mm. like you know, I found like the life that I wanted. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't show because like I've never been like really involved. Wait, wait, you know what's interesting, and I wanted to ask is that you know you were born in two thousand and one, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. In the twenty first century. Yeah. <laughs> Literally some years ago, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you had gone through all of these things. And now you're a star at 22, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of your formative years. Like, did you even enjoy being a teenager or you were just already working? Because if at 15, you're already putting your shit together. In uni, you're already, like, trying to do music and yeah. everything. Like, did you have, like, your teenage years with your friends? Did you experience that? Or you were just about, you know what? I'm... I am a man now. I have to sort out things for myself and I have to work. What were your teenage years like? Uh, it's kind of like in between because like right. I knew how to like balance, you know, hmm. wanting to be ahead and also like like being with my friends, and you know. yeah, Doing regular things. Yeah, doing regular stuff. So like I used to party a lot when I was in secondary school. I used to organize parties. Like, like I used to use the opportunity. You know what's in secondary school? You did a whole lot. What happened in now, secondary school? Now I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. I used to party a lot. Like, my parents, every time they, they, they traveled, like, it was like a party had to go down in my house, like, definitely. What were those parties like? Ah, do you want to know? <laughs> Victim. <laughs> I mean, no teenage stuff, you know, doing stuff we're not supposed to do. Like what, please? Like what? <laughs> I mean, at the time, like, drinking. Right. You know, uh, one time I was I was suspended. So let me tell you this story. What they gave me, I was I was a labor prefect at the time. Okay. And I was the labor prefect for just a day. Cause <laughs> when we were when they were giving us the badge, I was at a hall nearby. I was organizing like a party like for students, right? So and a couple of students were missing in school because we paid like the gate man to mm. allow some students like exit. So uh, money, money. The covers blew up, like, cause like somebody hmm. wrote down our names, and they took they took our badge. They gave me like the birthday on a Friday, and our and badge was taken. <laughs> 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 so, and I was suspended 
I didn't tell my parents. I'm sure they'll just find out now. Wow. <laughs> I didn't tell my parents. But yeah, like, so we did stuff like that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I knew how to balance, yeah. to keep that balance as well. Yeah, so music, right? When did you discover that, you know what, this was going to be the part that I was going to tour? Was it as a child? Did you have any musical influence? Were your parents even musically inclined at, at any in any point in your life? Uh, it's just something that you realize that, you know what, I have this talent, I'm going to do it. Yeah, growing up, I used to listen to a lot of rappers. Right. Right. Um, Drake, Kendrick, uh, you know. And I just let them, you know, I tried to like imitate what they were doing at the time. So you wanted to be a rapper? I wanted to be. I was a rapper. Oh. I'm still a rapper because okay. I still apply those techniques when I'm yeah. writing <laughs> in my music. So... I studied them real close, you know, tried to do everything they were doing, mm-hmm. write like them. Uh, and that's how I went on to, like, just do my own thing. You know, that was, like, my path, like, you know, discovering myself. So if you listen to, like, the old me, you hear, like, Kendrick. Right? It's like you duplicate of Kendrick, right? So, um, yeah, listening to those guys, like, kind of, like, inspired me to go into music and you know, moving uh, moving on, uh, I started listening to like pop artists like John Bellion, uh, who, some EDM sha, and it kind of like expanded like my mind mm-hmm. to like want to want to try like different stuff. Right. So, yeah. So, you you officially started doing music in uni. Officially, yeah. What 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 uni did you attend? Federal University of Technology. Yeah. Oh, where? I'm still in uni, you know. Oh, right. Yeah. That's in like, uni, yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of you. I, which, which uni be that? Do you attend classes? Or? How, do, how do I attend classes? Yeah. You just show up, Sha. Yeah, I do. Okay. You shall, you shall graduate. I'm rooting for you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, tell me about music in uni. So, you, you'd, this was a career that you wanted to push. So, you would take your own money mm-hmm. and go and record songs. Yeah. How were you so sure that was you were going to blow? Because it's one thing to be using your feeding money. I modeled for four years in, in uni, and trust me, I, I don't regret it, but I don't see one that I come aside from inside that career. So you invested so much in doing music, right? Mm-hmm. But how were you so sure that you know what it was going to yield you something eventually? Well, I had that belief, right? But I don't think that was that was what like really pushed me. Okay. It was like my love for like music because I, I really love music. So if you give me like one hour, I'll go to the studio. I want to spend time in the studio. I want to hear myself. Mm. I'm not even thinking about if I'm going to blow or if I'm going to make it or not. Like I just wanted to like record first and hear myself. Like what do I sound like now? You know, how good I am, you know, and mm. stuff like that. So, um, yeah, that was it. Like I just really loved doing music. And, so. and these producers and when weary, like yeah, in school, yeah. Were they like really good producers at the time? Or I mean, they were really good because if you want to consider the environment, mm-hmm. is it, it was very limiting. Okay. Right, it's very limiting to be in that kind of environment and still be able to come up with good content. Right, right. As a producer, mm. so yeah, I'll say they were really good. So you know? by uni, you probably had like 
some fame for just being a singer in school? Were you already performing in school? Were you like yeah. a local artist? I used to, I mean, it was, it was in stages, right? Because mm-hmm. when I got to like uni in my first year, I wasn't popular. Right. You know, but I did some, I did some shows, I did some performances like around school and mm-hmm. people would just stare at me. You know, but I mean, people from the crowd would, you know, cheer me and tell me that I'm doing a good job. So, um, in 2021, I released a song called SMS, Sing My Song. And that kind of like, like it was there, you know, growing in school. It was like, who's Victoni? Then I showed up for a show and then I performed the song. And everyone... And all the girls were shouting. What did that do for you, like, as... As a young person, uh, like you were probably like in your teens then. Yeah. Right? Uh no, twenty twenty one I was twenty. Okay, twenty. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. so this is you twenty year old. Yeah. You have a song in school yeah. and everybody's what's that what's that fame like? Because I didn't taste fame in school though. So I mean I, I knew I was popular for being a model, but I didn't but we had local artists that they might, they were not big outside, mm. but in school they were the shit. Yeah. You understand? What was that phase like for you? It was really nice. Mm. You know. Cause it made me realize that oh, this this is this is this is what it feels like. It gave me a taste of you know what superstarism was all about, you know, uh, and it just made me believe in myself more mm. and know how possible, you know, this stuff like is like if I keep pushing, mm. it's definitely we're going to be doing like world stages. So mm. it was really good for me at the time because I mean, prior to then, you know, when you have doubts, like when you're doing something, yeah. it's just your friends that believe in you. So yes, yes. that yes. particular event really boosted like my morale mm. and just like, you know, yeah. And you wanted to be a superstar so bad at the time. So bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Because, you know, sometimes like, for me as a, I don't know about you, for me as a creative, right, I've visualized my entire career in my head what this would be. But as you, as you said, you have doubts. Mm-hmm. Sometimes some people don't even believe in you. Yeah. It might even be your parents that don't believe in you. Yeah. just want you to like, go to school and yeah. maybe become a doctor, a lawyer. But in your head, this is what you want to be. You visualize it. So the time when you're in school and all this is happening, right? That's helped you, that, that's helped you just realize that you know, this thing is doable. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, it did. It did. Um, you know, when you're working on stuff and you want people to appreciate your yes, content, yes, right? And yes. you want people to see what you're doing. Yeah. So, that was like a very, very, you know, a very, very dope moment for me, honestly. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I can never forget that performance you did. Yeah. Like, I wish I still have like videos so I could go back and, you know, feel what I felt at the time. So, by the time that you were in school, mm-hmm. you were an established rapper, mm-hmm. When did the switch happen? When did the singing and all of this happen? It's when I did the SMS song. Okay. Right. So that's when I started trying out more singing. My producers would tell me that I had a good voice, but I used to ignore that because I'm like... You wanted to be Kendrick yeah, Lamar and Trey. Start, like, this rap thing, make we... Because <laughs> I felt like singing was for soft people. <laughs> you feel me? Like, <laughs> the irony. <laughs> the irony, really. But, yeah, so, like... So wait, so... Because I can also, like, I can see you as Victorian. Yeah. What I see is the singer who's, like, you know. Yeah, I'll tell you something. So, yeah. were you, like, hard rapper? Yeah, like, go check out this video on and... YouTube. Okay. It's called uh, Menace. Just check it out. Victorian Menace. I, I left it on there so people what? could see the transition. Right. You know, so that's that's how I wanted to be this angry guy. 
Spitting bars Like <laughs> Just you know Yeah but I mean when So was never happens, really singing You never really bab out no, your vocals No Really? Yeah I learned Afrobeat in the very short I started Afrobeat in 2020 like yeah, yeah, yeah. So like this is just a walk in the park for you because really and truly you're grounded as a rapper. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Your parents, what did you think about your music thing in school? Because it's one thing for them to send you to school. And it's one thing for you to decide that you know what this is the part I'm gonna do. So they didn't really know what was happening. Uh because I still gave them good grades. You know, oh, you still time. maintain yeah, your grades. Yeah, How? Yeah, yeah. I think I've just always been that smart guy. I'm sorry, what what are you studying? Bachelor of Engineering. Oh, stop it. I'm serious. <laughs> this guy, they wire me. <laughs> so, wait, are you saying that whilst you're doing the music and everything, even now, your grades are still intact? Right now, I mean, obviously, it's shaky. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm giving music more time. Right. But at the time, I didn't need to leave Uri for Lagos, mm. you know. But I, I could still want to tax do my assignments, show up for tests, right. exams, and still go to the studio. I mean, music was like on the side at the time, you know. <clears throat> I'll go to the studio when I can, mm. go for shows when I need to perform, mm. you know. But 2021, right, that's when the accident happened. Yeah. Uh, that's when it's there. 2020, I released an EP. Right. Saturn, that was like... You released my, an EP? Yeah, I released an EP. Oh, here. I, I mean, that was after lockdown. So, okay, this is how it progressed. I was in school, still doing music and, you know, just doing regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Lockdown hits. We all went back home. Mm-hmm. That's when I met, I, I met him before then, but that's when we like, kind of like connected. Oh, this, that's your manager? My manager. So this time you're just really an upcoming artist yeah. who's trying to make it out yeah. of the hood, yeah. right? But we're texting on IG. And he discovered 2019 this. December until 2020 lockdown. Okay. And we decided to link in person. Okay. So I was still a rapper, rapper then, but right. I mean, I was trying out the sinking thing. And I met him and he was like, you know what, let's do like a camp, right? A recording camp. Right. Right. So I just wanted to try new stuff at the camp. Right. So that's when I started Afrobeats. So this was you just trying out new stuff. Yeah, this this was new out. career yeah, path yeah, is you trying, trying out, out new stuff. New stuff. Yeah. I never saw myself being an Afrobeats artist, honestly. I never used to, I never used to listen to Afrobeats. Really? I wanted to just be a rapper. You know. So that happened and that's when like I recorded the EP, the Saturn EP. You know. I mean, we'll put it out in 2020 as mm. well. August 2020. I started doing this thing. But I went back to school. But obviously, I was... My name started gradually entering, like, the industry. A few people knew Big Tony. Right, because right. I did a song with Fowles in 2020. You Ooh. know? Yeah, he made that kind of happen. Right. I have um a co-manager as well. That's Alaji, you know. He met Alaji. Okay. Alaji introduced us to Fowles. And Fowles was like, who's this guy? Mm. You know? Say... I'm very grateful to Faust for that. You know, doing this song with someone you don't know, mm. you know, a name you've never heard of before, yeah. but you just like the music and you're hopping in it. That's... You're, you're good, man. Yeah. I mean, that's how your manager, let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about your, the influence of your manager because mm-hmm. this is you who's no weary. So Daffy finds you, mm-hmm. right? And his, his influence is helping your music. Did you guys have like a label that you guys were under? What was the funding like? Like, 
where did the money come from to even set up a camp and Bro. record and all night? As in, they rub it out to people. What was the vibe like? So, I I, I met Daffy. He's, he's an events guy. He does events in Lagos, right? So, right. he has a show called Let's Relate. Okay. And I was a squad at the time. I'm going through my Instagram feed and I, found, I think it was a sponsored ad or something. I don't know how I stumbled across the Let's Release page. Like, this is a platform for me. I need to get on this show. So, I did a cover of Black Bones' song at mm-hmm. the time, Shut Up. And he reposted it. I think that's, that's when... That's, no, Black Bones. Okay, right. Black Bones reposted it. It gave me, like, buzz at the time. I think that's when he, he hit right. me up. Right. And right. he's like, he's doing a rap edition for Let's Release. Mm. So I came from Uiri to Lagos, right? They still owe me five thousand naira for that. Oh, you know, fly. Trip. <laughs> <laughs> they still owe me five thousand. You fly. They fly. Oh, super star. Uh, we're busting it down. Oh, wow. We're busting it down. Okay. Yeah. So, and I performed at the event, you know, and I really liked how it felt, mm. you know, uh, to a large gathering of young people because right. that's what the event was about like right. a large gathering of young people and you just come and showcase your talent and I got a few fans from that ad I wanted to keep like contact with him so I'm like Berman anytime this is happening you know you could always hit me up for me to perform and he had a December edition hmm. in 2019 as well hmm. and then he put me on the lineup but I didn't get to perform but yeah, I mean <laughs> what happened? I tried to hit him up he was nowhere to be found I mean, he was busy. He was doing stuff at the time. So, mm. yeah. And after that, I think January 2020, that's when we started talking and he was like, always interested in my music. I'm mm. like, I'm looking for a manager, you know, and he's like, he's looking for an artist to work with. Also, before too. then, Daffy didn't have any artists. He just yeah. used to do events. And just used to do events, yeah. But he believed in the brand. Yeah. Mm. You have to, you have to. So, so, I sent him the songs I was working on at the time. Uh, he listens to them. He's like, yeah, we could make something work. And we started discussing ideas. He started giving me ideas, you know, pointing towards direction that, wow. I, you know, I wasn't, like, looking at at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, this is 2020 now. And lockdown hit early 2020. So, that's when I came back to Lagos. And that's when he's like, let's link. Yeah. So, uh, that was, like, one of... That was, like, my first time coming to the island. Right. <laughs> oh, sorry. You know, it's like Iba you did before. Yes, that Iba now. Okay, so... Oh, wow. So all of these moves that Daffy did, really just bring you the yeah. call. And, mm, God bless like Daffy. My, yeah. So that was like my first time coming to the island and, you know... Ah. <laughs> remembering those days. Wow. Yeah. So we, we're at this hotel in phase one. It's close. What's it called? Five in is it close? Something like that. Yeah, that's where we stayed. We did the camp. Mm. So These he started two, pulling strings for yeah, you because he already was, has yeah, industry yeah, influence anyway. Yeah. So, so we did the camp. Oh, sorry. At the time, Sydney Tucker wanted to sign me as well. Oh wow! Sydney, yeah. the comedian. Yeah, but it didn't work out. So I think Why? that's that's you know we I don't know what happened. I can't remember. You know, uh, we're still working. You know, yeah, on new music, and started describing new Vic, a new Vic Tony. So. You know why I'm asking this question? Mm-hmm. Music is a very expensive to push. Yeah. Distribution, even just managing an artist, what you look like and yeah. everything. Where was all these monies coming from? Bruh. 
we used to hustle it out. I mean, that thing, we, we used to owe. Let me put it this way. Let me tell you, we're owing the, the owner of the hotel or the, the woman managing. I don't know if she owns there. Wow. Like, we owed her. Like, you guys have, like he didn't have a house here on the island. He had a house, but it was going to be uncomfortable for him, like me to just come in and yeah. having producers, you know, come around. But he was like, he, he's a young guy, yeah. you know, not doing much. That was so you guys were owing because you guys thought that you were going to make money from music or that you guys were already making some money from maybe performing. Yeah, we're making money, but we just do our work now. Just <laughs> the music was important. We needed right. to, right. you know, we needed to make the music. Right. It made us happy. Right. So, and that's all that mattered at the time, mm. you know. And it was locked down, so he's an events guy, no money, you know, stuff like that. So, mm. yeah. But we we did the camp, and that and that kind of like just introduced me to a new Victoria. Just made me know, like, oh, this, this uh, is this is interesting. Like, I Afrobeat is interesting. Mm. It's not as simple as it looks when you're looking at it from the outside. Right. So when you start doing Afrobeats, you realize how complicated it is from understanding the beats, you know. So you have to learn Afrobeats in like a year or... Yeah. What was that, what was that learning curve like? Because this is you that's always been a rapper, mm-hmm. right? And this is it's a new phase of music for you. Did you fall in love with it when you started learning it or... Yeah, I fell in love with it. Uh, but then, you know, it was like, you know, being a rapper all this time and not having to water down like your writing style so right. it fits in the Afro beat space. Mm. You know, it was kind of like a very uncomfortable process for mm. me. Mm. Right. But, um, I mean, at this at this point in time, I've learned how to like, you know, really balance that and make sure that everything I'm putting out has content. Right. And that's what like, that's what like this new EP kind of like portrays, like kind of like, oh, I've mastered my craft in the Afrobeat space. Yeah. But prior to then, like, you know, doing that switch. You said water not... down. Is it that Afrobeat, you don't require deep writing? It requires deep writing. Or but... you just need all those hooks where you do. I don't want to, I don't want to sing somebody's song, but... <laughs> Those repetitions so, so that's the thing that's why I thought because that's what I'm saying like I've always looked at Afrobeats like it's a very very simple you know, genre you know, that you know what's so funny rappers have a bit of I don't know if I'll call it disdain because they think that they're the ones that can write they yeah. have the bars and everything but they, they take themselves is, very seriously <laughs> but the thing to, is it's actually harder to like write as an Afrobeat artist right because you have to you have to, it's like, it's like being Shakespeare to a layman still. Do you get like... Please explain that in layman terms. So you have to like, I feel like, so Afrobeats, right? Mm-hmm. You use like pigeon and stuff like that. Right. So when you have to use, when you have to use pigeon to come up with like metaphors and similes and make it sound like really crazy to people on the streets and mm. to people in any level, mm. that's like, that's like a very hard technique. Mm. You know, being a rapper, you know like, oh yeah, you could just use English, use big grammars, mm. uh, do fossil big rhymes or something like that. But with Afrobeats, like it's different because you have to do it in a way that it makes sense, mm. but it's not still too big to understand. Mm. Right? So, that's why like, it's really hard like writing as an Afrobeat artist. 
yes, I was going to ask this question. I've always wanted to ask rappers, right? You know, like, I was very good with literature, right? Yeah. Um, and I realized that, you know, for you to be a rapper, mm-hmm. your literary skills ha- have to be like a hundred. Yeah. Where did you pick up all of these skills from? Because you have to know, like, your words. Yeah. You know, to have to use them and, it's not like rappers are not dumb. That's what. That's yeah, definitely. Rappers are not definitely. You have to be smart to be a rapper. Be smart to be a rapper. So mine was from like imitation, right? You know, uh, when I start writing, man, I say, "Oh, Drake has Drake mm. said something similar to this, so I can look for something in that light, or you know, Google up something." But do you have to read and research a lot to be uh, a rapper? Not really. Um, I I watch movies. So like movies kind of like inspire me, mm. like events in my life. Okay. Uh but you don't you don't have to read our research because that makes it. I don't know. That makes it. Because I've, I've listened to some lyrics there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how did he say that? <laughs> I feel like... So that that's that's because like, I feel like it, it also has to be natural to you. You feel right. that when you do stuff like that, it makes people. It makes people feel like, oh, this guy look looks this up, but mm. it's, it just comes naturally right. to you because, like, with constant practice, right. and when you do something like really often, mm. you you know find out new ways to do mm. crazy stuff. So yeah, okay, yeah. thank you. Let's talk about your accident. Okay. On the morning of your what what time did I don't know what time the accident happened. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the day. Or the morning leading up to your accident? What you were up to? Well, so, I went to school, right, for like a new semester. And Daffy called me the morning that, oh, um, if I could come back to Lagos for like an MTV interview or something of that sort, I can't remember. But my parents didn't know that I left school for Lagos. You know, so I was in Lagos at the time, in my friend's place, right? Uh, but they all went out, so I decided to like go to if another another friend of mine, Yusuf, come by. Well, he goes by the name YKB now. He's an artist as well. So, um, we spent the whole day together, recording, you know, just vibing. And then YKB tells me it's actually his birthday in the night if I'm interested to go for the party. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. You know, the interview was the next day. So, I mean, why not? So we went for the party. It was at Landmark, I guess. I can't remember, honestly. We went for the party. Uh, YKB like, had a song with Zlatan then. So it's like, Zlatan is at... DNA, you know, we should go link Slatan. <laughs> and then I went, and it was an interesting size for me because, like, you know, I was on the come up and seeing mm-hmm. like superstars at the club. You guys, you guys were at Red Room. Ah, <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. I was not at Red Room. He was, he was downstairs. On at DNA. Yeah, he was downstairs. And you know, seeing that was like my first time at the club. Oh, cause I mean, you were twenty. Yeah. 20. Wow. <laughs> that was like, my first time at the club. So, I seen all that. So it was like, wow, you know. Seeing him spray so much money, uh, you know, just how everyone was so, around. Oh, sorry, all this time you were an artist in Uri. You never just even snuck no, that club. I never seen the lifestyle. I don't wow. know what it is. So, okay. you know, so seeing all that was like, 
mind opening for me. I'm like, wow, this 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 shit is real. Mm. And yeah, that happened. And then just leaving the club like way back, I I slept off because I was tired. That was like my first time outside until yeah, that, that time. time. Yeah. So I slept off. And when I woke up, I was at the hospital with my dad. <laughs> so I was like, like, what's happening? You feel? Because I mean, my parents didn't know I was in Lagos. So I'm like, what's my dad here? Like, And they told me I was out for like three or four days. Stop it. Tell me, man. Are you saying that all the time that the accident happened, yeah. you slept through it? Yeah. I mean, I... I, I was unconscious. So from so, the sleep, you enter... Yeah. <laughs> so like you can... It's crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, so... Tell me about the events. How many people in the car were she who was driving? Like, So... What, was, what did you hear about the accident when you when you woke up? I heard like the impact was from the back. Like another car had hit us. Because the driver and the other guy at the front, they were totally fine. But we were two at the back, two at the front. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Doi, R.I.P. Doi, he was the one beside me. He died while I broke my legs. So, Who was doing to you? I just met Doi that mm. day or a day before. Right. So, we just started to connect. But he's, he was like a really fun guy. Mm. He was a really fun guy. We were just getting to know each other. But we had like some stuff in common. Like, I think we really liked the Drake album. And that's like one of my favorite albums. And, you know, going to Oxley's birthday, we're jamming the song. Mm. You know, we're jamming songs from the album, rather. So, yeah, he was like a cool, he was really a cool guy. So you woke up in the hospital and you see your dad. Yeah. Tell me about the hospital. It was a very, very confusing moment. You know, it was really confusing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, first of all, what am I doing here? What happened? Did I fuck up? Like, what happened? I just, it was just mm-hmm. different thoughts, like, in my head, yeah. like, you know. Or, and my dad was just happy that, you know, that, that I opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. And it was, I was really quiet. And that got, like, my siblings really worried, you know, because they thought something was wrong with me. What do you mean you were quiet? I was really quiet because, like, I, I wasn't really talking to like anyone because I was trying to understand you know what happened were you some sort of shock or yeah but I call it shock I would say shock but I was just really trying to take my time to understand what was happening at the time because it was a jump right. if you think about right. it right. right right so I'm like yeah one time you're having yeah, a good yeah. time at the club. <laughs> yeah, they told me I had an accident. They, they, okay, they had already informed me like it was an accident. This happened, this happened. But they didn't tell me anyone died. Right. They kept that they kept that from me. I'm like, everyone mm. is good, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I wasn't like really me, you know. I wasn't her, you know, I, I mean, if I'm around, if I'm when I'm around my siblings, I behave in a certain way, but none of that was happening. I just that kind of like raised like concerns, like were you sad? Were you confused? I mean, yeah, I just felt somehow. I don't even know how to explain it. Mm. Right? I don't know what. Or maybe it shouldn't have been you. Yeah, because <laughs> there's so much ahead of you. I I don't even know how to explain it, but I just felt a certain way, right? And um, yeah, man. Like, so this was you in the hospital. You couldn't walk. So. Mm. 
what well, I mean, the doctor said you could walk and so let me tell you something. When he told me I couldn't walk. That's what he said to you. Yeah, like for the time. Okay, okay. For the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh what did that do to you? Because your career is ahead of you. You I can literally believe. see. You didn't yeah, believe. I didn't believe. I'm like, nah, this thing is just one small injury. Like, we'll be After out a while, we'll be. So one day, the doctor came to my room and he's like, how am I doing? I'm like, fine. So he told me to try to sit at the edge of my bed. So when I was unable to do that, <laughs> new realization class, hits like, <laughs> it hits hard. How did I'm that like, make you feel? Yes. That's when I felt sad. That's when I felt like really sad. You know, not being able to move. Like it was a really small distance. Mm. Like mm. Not, not being able to raise my leg up. Like it was sad, to yeah. be honest. I didn't I didn't like the feeling. And I don't like when people feel pity for me. Exactly. I just hate it, man. Like you know, you know that thing where you're on the hospital bed. You've probably thought about... I mean, you just left Zlatan and this guy. You've seen your future ahead mm-hmm. of you. And the next thing is that you can't even move. Yeah. What did you feel? Anger? Because I'm really trying to get the emotion, right? Mm-hmm. Is it anger or frustration that you feel at that moment? Also, because you don't even know where you're going to like get well. Like This was a guy that was at the, trying to get his career together. Yeah. And the next thing you're... Doctor is telling you you probably have to use a wheelchair. In fact, that wheelchair experience, let's talk about it. Yeah. Because you've probably seen other people on wheelchairs. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I was, so I say angry, but then I begin to ask myself, why am I angry about, like, whose fault, whose fault is mm. it? Like, because I, I, I started to, like, you know, act rude towards, like, people taking care of me at the yeah. time. But, but did they understand that this there was a reason why you were Yeah, there? they understood, but I didn't want to give myself an excuse like to behave in that manner. Yeah. You feel? So I'll, I'll constantly ask myself that who's there's nobody's fault, right? Yeah. And I have every reason to be thankful. Right. You know, I have every reason to be thankful that I survived yeah. that crash. So you know, you know, I'm dwelling on how, like, so mentally, right? Mm-hmm. I really, really want to know how you, you, you survive that, right? Because also, like, when you go through such things, eh, people, people have survivor's guilt, right? In a situation where doing didn't make it, but you did. Yeah. Did you have that guilt that you know what? I'm here, and it's not. So, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't have survivors dudes but what I had was I mean I also blamed myself like it happened why did you blame yourself because I felt like I I shouldn't have slept off you feel me I don't know why I don't know you you feel like that's 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 why I kept telling myself like I shouldn't have slept off right I mean somehow if I was awake Mm. my spirit would have stopped the accident (laughs) or something like something Mm. would have just happened and I would have Mm. just been in control somehow even if I I wasn't the one driving yes so and that's that that kind of like filled my anger Mm. at the time Mm. like why did I slip off like I let I let this happen you feel me but I've been able to like you know deal with it it and let's go you know all the emotions 
you know, I don't know if it's safe to say this, but would you say that the accident was a blessing in disguise? Because, yes, your, your music was coming up, but then when the accident happened, everybody wanted to know what happened. Yeah. Who is this guy, this promising star that this thing happened to? Would you say that kind of influenced the trajectory of your music? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the accident is definitely a blessing in disguise, one. Um, but not, I mean, not becoming famous. After. No, you're gonna blow. I'm not. Yeah, saying, <laughs> I'm yeah. not saying that. I feel you, but yeah. I mean, it's a blessing in disguise because it's teaching me a lot. I'm still learning right. from right. that experience, right? You know, because um, it kind of like just slowed me down mm. and just made me understand like certain things were really important in life. I feel like if the accident didn't happen, I would have lost lost myself to the game, like Ooh. chasing, wanting to be this, like, oh, we need to be at this spot, you know. Um, even up until like my recent surgery, mm. right? Um, you know, being in so much pain and <sighs> I, yeah, you yeah, feel so this, this, is, this is really what I'm trying to get yeah. at, right? <laughs> I'm not trying to Yeah, this is what yeah, I'm trying to yeah, get definitely. at because you oh, know, definitely. When things like this happen to you, you become very grounded. Yeah. Because you've seen like life yeah. flash before your eyes. Yeah. Somebody passed and you're here and now you have a new opportunity, right? So I'm, I want to know what it left you with because now that you're in the industry, I think you're going to be moving differently mm-hmm. than the rest of your colleagues. Yeah. So that's what I'm really trying to get at. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it kind of like just it slowed me down at the time mm-hmm. and it just made me know certain things are very really important in life. Like, my family. Right. You know, actually leaving. Because mm. I wasn't leaving like prior to the accident. I was just chasing this music career. I wanted to be this, forgetting to like do certain things, forgetting to leave in the moment, you know. And right now I'm trying to like do all that, you know. So I know like I need to get things done mm-hmm. in the music space, but sometimes I'm just. Victor, I'm just Ibuka. Wow. Like 60% of the time. Mm. I don't joke with like being me. Who you are. You feel relationships me? And... I don't like, I don't want to get it all mixed up. I don't want to lose myself mm. to the game. I don't want to, you know, lose myself while trying to impress people. Because like, mm. recently I asked myself, uh, when I was in so much pain, uh, how many people reached out to me? Mm. You know, all the people I'm trying to impress, the people I want to cheer me up, like, how many of them reached out? I mean, a couple of my fans mm-hmm. did, but mm-hmm. life moves on if you mm-hmm. die. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. feel me? So, regardless of what anybody's saying, bro, just live your life. For real, like, live your life. You know, and that's that's kind of like what it has, you know, just left me with. And that's what I'm just doing right now. Mm-hmm. Just taking things gradually, enjoying myself. Anything you want to say about Victory? You can, like, say This was a teachable moment for me. Like, I really wanted to... <laughs> To know. So so post the accident, your music is I mean, you did Holy Father, yeah. post the accident with um Miyoko. How did that um collaboration come about? Like So before the accident, mm-hmm. in fact that was another reason why I was in Lagos. Yes. The time the accident happened. Right. Because oh. Mayoko wanted to shoot a content for Holy Father. Mm-hmm. So that was like before Blue Moment. So you already, sh- you already voiced the thing, yeah, the Holy Father. Oh, wow. So we're preparing to Blue. 
do you think it was going to blow like that? Yes. We always say, <laughs> say yes. <laughs> Big Holy energy. Father, Holy Father was that song for us. We don't, we don't mm. joke with Holy Father. This is how like, we're already working pompous. Like, my manager will tell you, like, if you want to do anything with Victoria, uh-uh. just do it now because... We never will collect single. <laughs> <laughs> when this song drops, it's like, mm. you'll be able to reach us. Wow. So we knew. You believe the song that much? Yes, we knew. The song was big show. Yeah. Yeah, we knew. I knew it was going to have that kind of impact. Why? It's just, from the moment I recorded the song, mm. when it came to me, when the, when the hook came to my head, I just smiled. Because I'm like, this one is a smash. <laughs> but the producer did see it at the time. I'm the, I was like the only one that saw it mm. at the session. And that was like, cool. I didn't even need anyone to believe in the song, honestly. Like, the belief I had was mm. 100. You know, so when the hook came to my head, like, holy father, when the line came to my head, I knew like, this was a smash. Mm. And when I recorded it with the attitude I had in mind, it became, it was even crazier than I imagined. Mm. So honestly, we knew holy father was going to be, you know, what it became. And yeah. So, after Holy Father, boom, the industry has seen is the industry has seen a new yeah. star in their eyes. What happens next is, I mean, you're getting calls. You guys are now booked. Clearly, tell me about that takeoff. Yeah. So you, you also did a feature. No, you did a feature with Burner, right? Yeah. After all of that, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't one I imagined. Okay. because uh, before the accident, when I imagined being a superstar. Mm. I didn't imagine being on stage, you know, with a wheelchair or... Fuck, you might say <laughs> something. Yeah. Might okay. Say, okay. The, the manager did. Yeah. That wheelchair where you did. Yeah. Eh? And you singing it. You, like... I've done something like, the accident might be a blessing in disguise. It was a different brand. I knew was, you were going to get it from the wheelchair, yeah. but at the time, like, it... it, it I hated it. Put, like, you I just really... put, put, put some spotlights on you. Yeah. I wanted to know who Victoria was. I wanted to know what he was singing. Yeah. Do you understand? So, like, I mean, after that, I'm, I just think that I'm not saying that I'm glad it happened, yeah. but look at yeah. you. Like, yeah, but I mean, man, I, I want to look at it as God's design now. Yeah. But yeah. at the time, I it wasn't see easy. It. Yes, yes. You know, because yes. I wanted people to know Victoria because Victoria is this talented guy. Yes. Not because, oh, this thing happened to mm. him. Oh, oh, like, I hated oh, that all that. Part, yeah, I right? just hated all that. Because when people watch me when I'm performing, yeah. I, I don't know if, that, if, that's had, if that's how they felt, but oh. I just assume that's how they're feeling. And it kind of, like, affects my performance sometimes. <sighs> so You know why this I, is funny, yeah. right? This, I'm, imagine that you're on stage, right? You know that this song is banging. Mm-hmm. But you don't even know if... They are fucking with the song that's so crazy. Exactly. Just this boy does the yeah. <laughs> Exactly. And I can fuck with you as a creative. Yeah. So I, I hated, I hated being on a wheelchair, having to be carried sometimes. Like, wow. Just like, bro, when is this going to be over? Yeah. You feel me? So that's no one because, like you said, like when you're starting a career, you kind of like see the end. And yeah. so I mean, I imagine myself on big stages. Like I, I imagine. A different yeah, type of performance. Yeah, right. You know, all swagged out. Right. Girls screaming. You feel me? <laughs> but, I mean, that's how funny life can be. Yeah. But now, like, I'm on my feet. And I look back. I look back at everything that happened. I just realized that this was God, you know, designing everything. I feel like God wanted, wanted my story to be special. Yes. And, I, and I think that you have an amazing story. Yeah. I feel like your story will always be remembered. Like, 
in the history books, if you remember yeah. Victorian that was here. Um, your feature with Burner, how did that come about? Like, so, um, it was Bujish show, okay, right? And I was about to go on stage, and I see it's Burner, Burner from yeah, <laughs> Burner, and I see Burner boy smiling at me, but I wanted to see, no, I'm like, nah. It can't be decreased. No, it can't be me. No, I just felt like <laughs> does Brother Boy know who I am? Exactly. That's how I'm like, ah, uh-uh. why is Brother Boy smiling at me? It's like, and he tells them to bring him forward, bring him forward, mm. bring him here. And then he shakes me. Ah, mm. everything is still like a dream to me. Because let me tell you, I was discussing with my guy earlier in the day. I'm like, imagine what it's to feel like to miss the big three. So that night, uh, Davido was rehearsing for his show somewhere in Lekki. And, you know, I think my manager was there. Went to meet him. Just leaving there, went to Echo Hotel and I saw his skid. Right? So, leaving Echo Hotel to Buji's show, I saw Brother. Wow. So, Wait, so after <laughs> Holy Father, are you saying that you're not already fucking with the big three? I know. It was, I was still new to the game. Oh, what is this industry? <laughs> <laughs> I was still new to the game. I was still coming up. I was still right. coming up. Everything doesn't happen like immediately. You right. feel me? Right. So I was still on the come up. Uh, so seeing Burner and just reminiscing on the conversation I had with my friend in the morning. It was right, like, right, ah, right. This is crazy. Burner was like, bro, we need to make one. What? Yeah. He said that you need to make music. Yeah, we need to make music. What did that thing, ring for you? Like, gang bro, gang? I had to twist it in the morning. I'm like... When I shook my hand last night and he said, we need to make music. Mad. I mean, I had slept. And when I woke up in the morning, I'm like, ah, this thing happened, though. So, does that give you more confidence? Because let me tell you from my own... Sometimes when I see some of the greats, right, that have walked this path before me, yeah. and they're bigging me up, I go smell like saying a normal thing, but yeah. when I go back, I'm like, hey, <laughs> what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. does, it, does, it, does it help with your... Confidence. Did he help with your confidence? Yeah, a bit? definitely, yeah. definitely. Because these are people you grew up listening to. You know, I mean, I was secondary school and Bonner was baggy, like like to party, right, right. you know, songs like that. So I mean, Bonner, you know, reaching out to me and telling mm. me we need to make music. Mm. That is like a very defining moment for me, mm. honestly. So it did it did everything he needed to do to me, you know, boosting my confidence, mm. making me believe how possible it was. Making me understand that, look, we're not far anymore. We're not mm. outside. Mm. Like, we're inside now. Mm. You know, I mean, if Bonaboy Boy can recognize me, that means a lot of people can recognize me as well. You know, so, yeah, that's what it did to me. Amazing. So, I mean, I've said from the beginning, I'm a fan of your music. And yeah. you released uh, an EP. I, put, I was in that hole when you, you released it. And I love the songs. I, I, want, I want to know what inspired that um so like i said you know starting off rapping having to leave that forget that i could rap so I, you know i can't do afro beats and now realizing that i can actually infuse the technique i used to i use in writing as a rapper into afro beats those are like the three those are like the three phases in my career like currently uh so that kind of like inspired me to like you know do the outdoor EP, you know, at the time when I realized that I could like infuse that into Afrobeats, uh, and my writing and my writing changed. That's when I started recording like new mm. songs and I put those songs together in one project to show people that this mm. is where I am right now, you know, in Afrobeats. But, but 
I I did that in like 2021 though, and I released it in 2022, mm. and that's that kind of like pisses me off because like my music always like people don't know. People don't know Victoria. So when I see conversations about Victoria, like musically, mm-hmm. it annoys me, you know, because like where I am now is a very different space from like the Outlaw EP. You know, I've developed like so much more. Like as an Afrobeat artist, mm-hmm. my understanding of Afrobeat has changed. Like my writing, my techniques, how I handle beats, how I, how I pass my message. So are you, you now? know, everything. I mean, I mean, God mode. Ooh, you feel me? Like <laughs> you feel me? Like I feel like. Ah. No, no. Speaking of God mode, yeah. When then we were recording Soweto, because that's a classic, bro. That was like twenty twenty one. I don't even want to. That's that before you went to God freestyle. mode. Soweto was a freestyle. Hey, well, Honestly, I'm not even. I recorded Soweto. <laughs> I recorded Soweto and Rosemary like same day. Right, and that's kind of like a freestyle. You can tell from the lyrics how unserious mm. it sounded, mm. you know, and you know, and that's what like people used to like compare me with other people, and it kind of like it pisses me off because like this is twenty twenty one, Victoria, mm. twenty twenty three, and it's not a bad thing that you know everything I put out is like a success, and so it it kind of like gives me more time mm-hmm. before I release music. Right. So I always have to stay ahead right. of everything I'm releasing. I think I feel like it's. It's like that for like other artists as mm. well, but I feel like my case is special because I know how to like adapt, mm. like think about switching from being a rapper to mm. holy Office, father. Yeah, yeah. That is like crazy adaptation right. in this short period of time. So right. imagine how well mm. I've leveled up from yes, 2021 yes. to mm. now. So that's your in good mood. Yeah, that's like crazy. So yeah, that's that's what kind of like inspired yeah. the EP. At the time, but right now I don't even. I mean, I'm in a space where I don't even now know what to put out because, like, I've just done too much. There's Afrobeat, there's pop, there's mm. trap, there's everything. I've kind of like mastered like everything. Mm. I'm doing everything like really well, so I don't now know what to give out. So that's why my next project, mm. I'm I'm deciding. I'm like putting it together like in bits, uh-huh. you know. You know, so you the understanding is not to, yeah, you should be worried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but you know one song that I can't get off my head? Oh power belongs to you. <laughs> you know when I heard that song, I'm like, Jesus, he he did it. He sang it. <laughs> I'm like, Oh power belongs to you, Jesus but this song is a hit. And like every time I sing it, I'm like, God, it's not me now. Victoria talk about <laughs> But like what was going on in your head because all power belongs to your bombo. It's just in the studio, it's a crazy day at the studio. Mm-hmm. The beat is crazy. I'm like, this hook has to be provocative. Like, because everything I built up onto the hook was crazy. Mm. I needed something to like take you from this to this. That, I needed yeah. something that would give me a reaction. Yeah. But bear in mind, I wasn't trying to overdo it. But... Overdo it though. But my mind, it was just vibes for me at the time. Mm. I wanted it to cause a reaction. I'm like, bro, there's already a conversation about me and Bum Bum on the internet. Right. So why not? What conversation was that, please? Uh, uh, people were, like the way people said I like us. You feel me? <gasps> right. I mean, it's kind of like exaggerated online, but I wanted to just play the role yep. still. Yeah. You know, and just kind of like give them what they wanted at the time. Like, yeah, people really like this because like this is already on Twitter at, at the time. So. so when you recorded that version of oh, that hook in the studio, what was the reaction from you guys? 
like yes mm. you know and i was very involved with the production as well right. so when i right. recorded the hook i knew the a powerful baseline had to follow through so my message is like really clear mm. you feel but to my greatest surprise the reception was different you have some backlash man yeah but i don't I, honestly i don't care about <laughs> I, i'm at the point in my life where to be honest right like it doesn't even get to me what people say. Mm-hmm. And because of what I described earlier to you, because mm-hmm. when you ask yourself how many people were there for you at the time of pain, so people that just go online to tweet bad about mm-hmm. me, like, I feel like they don't deserve my time. And I feel right. like it's like ignorance right. to them. Because, right. like, you know, I need to just only respond to people that care about me at mm-hmm. this point in my life. And that's mm-hmm. one thing, like, I thank God mm-hmm. for, you know, I, I thank God, like, the accident happened. It yeah. really tells me that. Because mm-hmm. if not, all the stuff that I probably yes, got into you because I, I think that back to the accident right I think that when you go through something this traumatic and and you get over it you become very committed to self yeah in that like the externals are not really yeah. affecting you yeah. because you've been through worse yeah you understand so you just really want to do things that make you happy mm-hmm. produce the kind of music that you want to produce and and keep it moving yeah yeah. So I think that's where you are. Would you say that you've found yourself as an artist? Well, I feel like I, I always keep discovering. Right. You feel me? But I'm at the place where... you know where, who you are. Yeah, I know who I am. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's... You know, you can't necessarily pay attention to everything because mm-hmm. honestly, I'm the type of person that likes to make things right. I don't want anything bad about my name. Yes, I want so. to correct this info. I want to... But you can't control it. <laughs> you can't control it. So being at this stage, I just seen some things fly. Mm. I just let it fly, yeah. to be honest. Because like, if you start stressing about it, mm. you are just doing damage to yourself. Mm. So you mm. need to really take care of yourself. I really love myself. <laughs> I if see that. I like, I like to pop up <laughs> myself. I don't right. like to mess my swag up. Mm. You know, I'm thinking of what clothes to piece together. You know, I'm thinking of what activities to do on vacation. I don't want to pay attention to all that. Yeah. I don't want it to take my time. Mm. You feel me? So, yeah, that's that's just where I, I am right yeah. now. I'm happy for you. I mean, you guys are living in good times. You and your team. Yeah. The music is doing well. Um, the reception is amazing. I mean, you guys have Soweto Remix. Yeah. You just dropped the video. Yeah. 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 How's that uh, doing? Yeah, it's doing well. Mm-hmm. It's doing well. <laughs> I mean, you guys are living in good times. Yeah. So, what are we expecting in the future? Are you guys are you going to tour? What products are we expecting from you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, like I said, um, I'm putting like my next EP together. Right. I mean, I kind of like announced like a deluxe, but mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's going to happen. I'm just, you know, I'm just taking my time because there's so much songs to choose from, and I want to make sure that, um, I still follow, you know, through what mm-hmm. I've established already with my fans and kind of like don't don't lose touch by being ahead so i'm mm-hmm. kind of like putting that together right now uh but i want to go I'm, I'm going to the u.s real soon because that's the way i've i've never been to Ooh, so be I just, yeah, yeah i didn't yeah. take the outlaw ep there right you know so it as well do some you already have a fan base there right uh yeah i believe yeah, so yeah. uh but i want to see that for myself okay. you know so that's what i try to do do now just Taking our time for the next step, I just yeah, it's gonna be crazy. I'm 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 wishing you the best. I I think that you you're gonna do so well. Um yeah, 
Okay, so there's a part of this show that it's called Spill the Tea, Cotty Leptin. Basically, mm. you just spill the tea. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you a few questions. They're not wrong answers, but just give me some right answers. Okay. I'm going to reward you with a special Leptin goodie bag. Mm. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So these questions here, yeah, put together my, my producer, I have nothing to do with it. So let me just tell you before. <laughs> 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 Okay, this one. What's your favorite Victoni track? Ah, that one is a hard question. No. I beg to stop her. Ah. So it's always a favorite. It's always a favorite. No, with me, yeah. Every song I record is like a favorite song at the time. If I tell you my favorite song now, you will not know it because I just recently made it. So. Oh, right. Yeah, that, that's how it is for me, bro. Yeah, that's what I yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so this one says, we know you like bomb bomb, but what other factors do you give power to when considering the potential factor? <laughs> First of all, let me let me just let me make this clear. It's not that deep. Do you understand? But I mean, it's my love for bomb bomb is I mean it's there, of course. I have to acknowledge that. Okay, so but it's not as deep as it is on the internet. Right. You know, but yeah. I mean, if you're fun, you know, if if basically if I can catch a vibe with you, mm-hmm. and obviously if you have us to, yeah, <laughs> 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 I mean, it's not that deep, but it has to be there. Yeah, uh, it's not a deal breaker, just, but I mean, just just, just I there. mean, for okay. the for the sake of. Okay. <laughs> Your music has been going places. What's the most recent big boy splurge? Mm. I mean, obviously, the money is here now, the mm. shows, the lifestyle. What's that one thing that you don't buy where we say you say from the Some years ago, I would not dare this. I would not even try it. What would it be? Hmm. I mean, man. Obviously, I have like this. You know, the thought of, you know, when like. It's not like you've gotten something yet, but like just checking out something because you can't afford it, right? So like sometimes it's just like my guys are talking about cars. I'm like, oh, let me see what car is that, mm. and they're like, oh, is this one? And I knew years back that's something that we even if I we would dare talk about yeah. like Corolla, <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? But now I'm like, oh yeah, let me see that. Oh, okay, okay. So which car? Yeah, are you seeing which car am I seeing? I don't want to see it. Talk up now. That's the idea. <laughs> I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. No, no. Uh-uh. I, don't do want to, I don't want to spoil the cruise. When I see it, when you see it on the internet, you you feel it. Okay, let me let this. For you, for, for not answering that, you have to answer this one. And this time, you're not going to get off. This is the last one. So you have to do it. Okay. As a star, we can only imagine how crazy your lifestyle would be, right? Mm-hmm. What's the wildest message you've gotten in your DMs? Especially because you've put it out there that you like bomb bomb. So I imagine that there's a lineup. Your DMs. What's the wildest message? I can't see. Because I don't really pay attention. I mean, I've seen some wild stuff, but Just then the I don't. They don't really stick with me like that. So I don't know if I can remember anyone hmm. now. But I I think it's when the all power challenge was going on. It was a challenge. Yeah, that was a challenge. Wait, people were shaking your shoulder. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And, you know, my DMs were really, I'm like, ah, 
you were saturated. This is crazy. This is... Maybe you don't say you should fire. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was too much for me at the time. Because they don't even say hi. They just... Boom. You just open your name. I'm like, ah. Voila. You know, Shelly, what's, what's this? So, that was wild for me, Shelly. Must, must have been in Madhouse at the time. Yeah, honestly. Anyway, my bro, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for sharing your story. I think that um, just speaking to you... Um, God has a plan for your life and your career is going to even go bigger than this. And I wish you the best going forward. Mm. Um, thank you for coming on the show. Cotty Lipton, your special goodie bag. I've been open up for you. What you wish has make you open up. <laughs> but thank you for coming on. Um, of course. Help man. me sign out. Uh, this is Victoria the Outlaw King and I had a good time with Temi-san on TVT. Do check it out when you can. Thank you so much. And it's a wrap. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.